Welcome to the Life Lessons Podcast. I'm Jen Stevens. I'm a retired teacher, the author of several books, including the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, and I love nothing more than building community. And I'm Sherry Bullock. I've spent my life helping others through my work in healthcare and as a volunteer for various organizations. We are friends who share a love of learning, problem solving, and bringing people together. Each week, join us as we share inspiring stories and bring you new ideas designed to help you live your best life. So now let's learn something new, get inspired and have some fun. everybody. We are so glad you're here today. Welcome to this week's episode of the Life Lessons Podcast. How are you doing today, Sherry? Doing great. Anything new going on with you? Oh, no, not really. I don't think. I'm still working on my house. My couch finally came. Yay! Put that together. That was fun. Yeah, it's exciting to get new furniture when you've been waiting for it for so long. What'd you do with your old couch? Well, part of it is still in my house. (laughs) Just so you can get rid of it or to stay? No, it's leaving. Uh, I was last night, I was like, okay, so we're going to take all this old furniture out of the garage, right? And Eric's like, not tonight. So then this morning, I'm trying to take it out to the garage by myself. And he's like, yeah, you just can't. and I'm like, I big. want this out of the house. And yeah. he's like, well, why does it have to be done right now? And I'm like, well, it, you didn't want to do it last night. I don't want to look at it anymore. Yeah. So I started dragging it out. It's in five pieces. It's a big sectional. So he helped me get a few pieces out and then he left for work. Yeah. Well, it'll get out of pieces left, but no, I'm going to, well, I'm gonna, first of all, I have an extended warranty on it that I think is still good. So I think I'm going to have some little places where the leather is messed up, maybe fixed under the extended warranty, and then I'm going to sell it. Oh, that's good. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Somebody will be glad to have it. All right, you're going to think I'm crazy. I've made a weird, a new decision. You know how we're buying the condo? We're going to rent it? Yes. Flipping it. I am, I don't mean flipping it like that. I'm flipping the plan. You think that's going to be my office? The condo? Yeah. The condo, I can use the second bedroom as my recording studio. And then we can rent this house through the neighborhood. Chad won't have to do it. Oh, the neighborhood does the the neighborhood has a leasing. Yes. Yes. And that was one of the things this house. I mean, this is a five bedroom, four and a half bath house. Mm -hmm. It feels silly to have one room for my office. And then it's just sitting here for when people come to visit. Right. But if we put it on the neighborhood rental program, I mean, yeah, we could run it for more money ourselves, but we would have to do all the work. But they do it. So they turn it between your mentors and every. Every bit of it, but I still have the house for when people come to visit. If I have a big group of friends coming, we can stay here right? at this big house. But in the meantime, we're renting it. So I'm like, well, that makes so much more sense. And I can just use the condo for my office. Doesn't mm-hmm. that make good sense? Yes, it does. All right. So anyway, I had an epiphany and Chad's like, what in the world are we doing? <laughs> it does not like a change in plans. Let me just put it that way. He's like, we were buying this to rent. I'm like, I know. I think this plan will be better. And you know how sometimes people in the community like to come and have coffee with me at the beach? Uh-huh. We can go to the condo. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, it won't be at my regular all the time house. It won't right. be here, but it'll be at the condo and it's right there on the ocean and I can walk to it. It's one mile, like almost exactly from the beach house. Fun. So I'll be able to walk down there and go to work 
walk back. Anyway, I'm excited. And when do you close on it? Um, April 7th. April 17th. So by the time this episode comes out, we will be closed. Awesome. On it. I'm very excited. So we'll just shuffle around some furniture and get it all ready to go. And we'll be renting the big house. But I, I just, something about renting myself made me nervous. I don't know why. Seems like a lot of work and a lot of, like, if there's a problem, I don't want to deal with it. Right. I want somebody else to deal with it. Like, if they're having a phone call at 2 a.m. because they can't get in the house, don't call me. Or Chad. He's not going to answer the phone. Uh, <laughs> I was saying it'd be great if Chad wanted to do all of that. Well, he wants to do something. I feel like it would end up in your lap a lot. That That's my hunt. And why that you know how your your inner voice tells you, and like on paper this seems like a great idea to do this thing right, right. here, but then your your gut feeling is saying, you know, you don't want to do that. It's not going to turn out like it's that. not going to turn out like that. Yeah. That's right. And you know, it might make better sense to do it ourselves. We can make more money. And I'm like, you know what? Though money is not the be all end all of yeah. everything. So we'll see. That's the plan right now. So it could change, but. We will see. Well, you and I both know to listen to your gut. And I was well, that's again true. when Eric was really needing a new vehicle um, last year. And I was trying to decide between new and used and yada, yada, yada. And I could get 0% on new and whatever, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but I said, I just don't know that I want to buy you a new car because you don't, you're not a person that takes care of your cars. Right. I take my car to the car wash and I vacuum it and I clean it and I keep it tidy. He does not do that. He just drives it. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, if I had a new car, I'd keep it clean and blah, 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 blah. Well, guess who spent all Friday afternoon cleaning his car at the car wash? Right. It was not him. Uh-huh. <laughs> People don't really change. <laughs> I was like, I, I was having that conversation back in my head. And I'm like, I should have listened to my gut. <laughs> It's like when your kid's like, I'll walk the puppy. I'll clean up after the puppy. Right. No, no, your kid is not right. going to walk the puppy. Exactly. It's yes, going to be you walking the puppy. going to wash his car. Yeah, exactly. I get it. <laughs> well, now it's time for our weekly good news segment. And today we have a message from Taylor. She says, hi, ladies. I wanted to share about an exceptional customer service experience I recently had when visiting Colorado. On my entire trip, we experienced exceptionally kind and caring service everywhere we went, but one place stood out above the others. There's a pub and brewery on Pearl Street in downtown Boulder called Mountain Sun. My friend and I stopped in for lunch and a brew on a beautiful sunny afternoon. I do not recall our waiter's name, but it probably doesn't matter because unlike most restaurants, he didn't exclusively wait on us. As each server walked past, they spoke to us, asked if we needed anything, offered suggestions on menu items and beer choices. And each person who worked there stopped and chatted with us at some point and really made our afternoon. With our Southern accents, it was clear that we were not from there and they treated us like prized guests in their home. They offered suggestions on fun things to do and see, must try culinary experiences and the best hidden little stores for shopping. In the deep South, we like to think that we are the epitome of hospitality. But these servers at Mountain Sun have us beat. Unfortunately, we were only in Boulder for a day, but they made that one day very special and unforgettable. And beyond the great customer service and care shown to us, their food was amazing too. So if you ever find yourself in that area, stop in and have a bit to, a bite to eat and a brew. You'll be glad you did. 
Thanks for always sharing listeners' feel-good stories and experiences. I really look forward to this part of the podcast. It just makes me feel happy to hear these stories from others and a reminder that there is a lot of good in the world. Well, thank you, Taylor. We love doing it. And Taylor, can I tell you, you and I, we are kindred spirits. Mountain Sun is one of my favorite places in Colorado. Oh, wow. I so is so it like excited. a one one place or is it a um, chain? They have a couple. Okay. It's just a small company. Um, yeah. Um, I actually think they might have two locations in Boulder and then they have another one. It's called something different, but it's in Denver, but it's the same company. Um, so they have like maybe three or four locations, but I, I, yeah, when I lived there, I would drive up to Boulder just to go there for like a Saturday Aww. afternoon lunch. So when I saw that, I was so excited. Because... Yeah, because you knew that place. Mm-hmm. That is exciting. Yep. You know, I was just thinking about that. You know, our, our good news segment. We did a really good job planning out this podcast before we even started, didn't we? Because it's still the same. We still have the same segments. Oh, yeah. Remember, we, we sat down, we brainstormed, we thought what we wanted to include. And I love the weekly good news segment as well. So listeners, we need your stories. Send your good news story to connect at lifelessonscommunity.com. We want to hear about companies that have given you exceptional customer service. Give a shout out to a special someone in your life. Tell us an amazing story or share anything that might be inspirational to fellow listeners. We look forward to hearing from you and sharing your good news in an upcoming episode. Before we get to the life lesson of the week, I want to take a minute to tell you about a company that helps make it possible for us to bring you the podcast. You know that Jenna and I love Beauty Counter for all our beauty needs. It's that time of year where I'm starting to spend more time outside and before leaving the house to sit outside and drink coffee or take Lulu to the park, the first thing I do is put on my Dew Skin Tinted Moisturizer. It's one bottle with four benefits. This multitasking tinted moisturizer is a cross between makeup, skincare, and sun protection. It's sheer and has lightweight coverage, which helps to create a more even looking skin tone, while SPF 20 mineral sunscreen works to protect against the sun's damaging rays. Over time, a radiance-boosting blend of black currant seed oil, peony root extract, and vitamin C help skin feel firmer and look more luminous. When I wear this and just a little concealer and mascara, people have no idea that I have anything on my face and they constantly comment on my pretty complexion. I have to say that my complexion is better than ever, but the Dew Skin is like an invisible boost of skin-smoothing glow with SPF. It's formulated with non-nano zinc oxide, and it rubs in without any white residue like some facial sunscreens. It comes in eight color matching shades, and I know when I'm wearing it, I'm protecting my skin from sun damage and dark spots. Look for it and all your sunscreen and skincare needs at beautycounter.com slash Sherry Bullock. Now you've convinced me I need to try it again. I haven't used the Dew Skin in years since like it, it, they changed it. It was different. Do you remember? Yes. Did you use it before? Yes. And is it, it's better now? Um, I guess maybe it's a little bit better now. I used both last year. Um, they had more colors. Okay. That have. might be what they the problem like was. They had like three colors before. Okay. That's what they it is. They had like light, medium, and darker. Okay. There was a reason I didn't love it back in, when it was before. So mm-hmm. now they have more colors. That's probably what it was. It probably wasn't a good match for me. At the it time. may not be. But well, it's sort of um, one of those things that you put on and it kind of feels like it adapts to your skin because it's yeah. not like, I don't know how to describe it, but. Well, um, I, I need a little, a little SPF something, you know, living at the beach, it's 
it's different. You know, I, I go out and watch the sunrise every morning. I'm like, Ooh, I'm getting a lot of sun on my face <laughs> early well, in the morning. And I and- worked so hard to get the brown spots off my face that I'm just like now super diligent about sunscreening time yeah. to go out. Well, I'm going to need to try it again. Thank you for the recommendation. <laughs> yeah. And now it's time for our life lesson of the week. So we live in an era where information is available to us instantaneously. This can be both a good and a bad thing. For example, if you are looking for the best way to eat for health, weight loss, and longevity, you might find contradictory information that leaves you more confused than ever. The best diets are often exact opposites of each other. Don't eat meat. Eat only meat. Eat low fat, high carb. Eat high fat, low carb. One article says to remove all dairy from your diet, and another is a research article that shows that dairy, when eaten three times per day, reduces body fat. And since people often don't know what approach to take, they throw up their hands and they do nothing. We all know what a nutrition label is. It's on almost every food sold today. But what do we do with that information? What are we supposed to be looking at? Is it fat? Is it protein? Is it carbs? Or is it something else altogether? What if I told you that getting healthy, feeling energetic, losing inflammation and weight was way more simple than following one of those many diet philosophies out there? Today, we are joined by Jen Smiley, a food coach who teaches people how to take the guesswork out of eating clean and how to make healthy eating simple. She helps clients learn how to eat all the foods they already love by simply making some swaps. Today, she is going to share how you can get started on a healthier tomorrow. Welcome, Jen. Hello, Sherry and Jen. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm excited to be here that we can come together and help bring awareness to food labels and help people understand what's really inside of their foods. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was on your podcast, Wake Up and Read the Labels. And so it's great to have you here on ours. You know, I am a big fan of reading those labels. And before we start, can I share a really funny story? Let's go. My own husband did not read the label last week on something. He likes to buy bargain bread and he eats his own bread, whatever. I don't touch his bread. I eat my own Ezekiel bread or whatever. But so I don't normally care. But he bought this this bread that he thought was a good bread. It said sugar-free. Guess what was in that bread? What was in it? Artificial sweeteners. Oh my God. Yep. What in the world do we need artificial sweeteners in our bread? He was shocked. And I just was clued in by the words sugar free. I'm like, whenever they say sugar free, that's a sign they've put crap in there to replace. Uh-huh. Not even the bread needs sugar, but he did not read the label and he was getting all this stuff in there. I mean, you know, he's like, it was cheap. And I'm like, well, I don't care. I'm not eating it. But <laughs> yeah. Well- I I love to tell people that like, hey, listen, it's not your fault. It's not your fault you're going to the grocery and you're selecting the bread that says sugar-free, thinking that it's healthy and people are eating things that say sugar-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, but they're wondering, you know, why am I not losing weight? Why am I still tired? Why am I still dealing with IBS? Why is my skin still breaking out? Um, It's not your fault. The food industry has created consumer confusion and Wake Up and Read the Labels has been born organically by just helping educate the consumer on what's actually inside of the food and seeing past that marketing. And I for, I didn't ask you because I got so excited, but I was going to say, what is the lesson you hope to share with our listeners today? And you just like did that already. 
Exactly. Yeah. Like what you just said. <laughs> yeah. Basically, hey, number one, it's not your fault. You've been right. trying to eat healthy, but you're not healthy. And number two is that you can take your health back. You can be the CEO of your health by just being educated on the labels. You know, Jen, Jen and I both have a little bit of, um, I would say, a step up from probably the general public just because we both had kids who had food issues when they were little. And so my son's got a bazillion allergies to everything under the sun. So from the time he was six, seven months old, we knew he had food allergies. So I have always read the label because I have to read the bread label. I have to pick the bread that doesn't have soy flour in it. And, you know, and even down to a cracker. And it's crazy to me, like, crazy story. Um, My stepdaughter is allergic to peanuts. My son is also allergic to peanuts. And so anytime she eats anything in my house, I'm reading the labels. Like, I don't care if her mom buys it for her and she brings it to my house or not. She's in my house, my responsibility, right? Right. She was eating cheese crackers (laughs) from Aldi's and they had peanut butter in them. Wow. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, what? Why are we not reading the labels? You know, and then when I called her mom and I'm like, hey, I know why she's wheezing. Yeah. Um. Don't give her these cheese crackers anymore. Like the second ingredient is peanut butter. And right. she's like, well, how am I oh. supposed to know there's peanut butter in a cheese cracker? Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, there's even there's even mayo out there. And on the front, it says made with olive oil. And when you flip it over, the first ingredient is soybean oil, right. which is inflammatory. And in the food industry also has gotten really good at giving us these kind of red flag allergy or sensitivities. Like we're all talking about soy. We're talking about gluten. We're talking about dairy. We're talking about peanuts. But people aren't talking about the thing that's in everything, which is the inflammatory oils, the preserved preservatives, the additives, these artificial ingredients. Um, those are really the things that are promoting our inflammation and we're seeing a decline in our health. And so that's kind of like what we're shedding light on as opposed to just you, just because you don't break out in hives or you can't breathe anymore doesn't mean that you're not having a sensitivity or an allergy to your particular food. It's right. very it's very much for a lot of you listening, you're consuming foods. And even though your symptoms aren't alarming and you need like some type of antihistamine immediately, you are, you're having the sensitivity in another fashion, which is, it could look different for everyone. It's these kind of, you know, inflammatory, like I said, IBS skin, maybe Joint you have a pain, headache. Eczema. Yep. You get tired. Like you get a headache. You, Brain you crave, fog. yes, you crave more sugar. Like that is an indication that the food you're eating isn't agreeing with you. So I think it's safe to say, um, we talked a lot about when Jen, uh, released her book Cleanish. We talked a lot about greenwashing of clean products. Yeah, but there's a lot of I'm going to call it diet washing out there. Yeah. Like food labels make it look like this is so healthy. You should eat this. You know, you need yeah. a vending machine, and if it's got like the green check mark or something, it's supposed <laughs> to be healthy. Yeah, but I mean, if you get it out of the vending machine and read the label, 
Well, that just means that they are like, they gave money to the (laughs) Diabetes Association or something, right? Yes, it's all connected. You know, Uh Um, I had someone on my podcast, his name's Parker Brooks, and he's the owner of Lovebird Cereal. And he used to work at General Mills and Yoplait. And he said on my podcast, like, hey, we were in the marketing department and we used to have people that would put, you know, different ingredients in these foods in order for us to sell more units. Like it makes you eat more food or it makes it taste better. So you want more food. And he was struggling with some health issues himself. And so he's like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. This doesn't feel right. I'm going to start my own company. And now he slaps his ingredients. There are a total of five anti-inflammatory ingredients on the front of the box. And so it is just, it's something that no one's talking about. I think podcasts like this have grassroots conversations with people who have done it themselves and who have tried the things and have seen success in it that like, Hey, listen, we're, we're trying to spread the word that just because it does seem healthy or it's protocol is, um, associated with a diet, say gluten-free or whatever keto that, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Well, like, you know, thin mint girl scout cookies are vegan. So <laughs> exactly. Like vegan, it's I'm, I'm lazy. Uh, I bought I buy the ready wrap to go in the microwave potatoes just because I cook at work a lot. So I yeah. can just throw a potato in the microwave at work. Yeah, gluten free. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like what potato isn't? You know, I don't know, but exactly. <laughs> but most people don't know that, so it's important. It's important to learn those things. So, what got you started on this path, Jen? Tell us, tell us about that a little bit. Why did you? get fired up about reading the labels and eating real food. Yeah, it was a very organic story, meaning I never stood up and said, hey, I'm reading the labels. Now I can help everyone. Um, how it started was I was in my mid-20s. I'm getting diagnosed with asthma. I'm having to you know, reach for an inhaler at the bottom of every bag. I'm trying to work out to lose that 10 to 15 pounds that I can't ever get rid of. I'm exhausted all the time. My hair is falling out all of these things. And so my husband's also prescribed to Nexium or taken Nexium all the time for heartburn. And I'm just like, what is going on? Why, why are we dealing with these things? Why are we going to the doctor all the time? Why are we being prescribed these medications? And I was getting scopes and no, no doctors ever talked to me about how I could potentially reverse this or what's actually causing this. It was just like, here's a script. Let us know, you know, if you get any more symptoms and that was it. And so my husband is an avid kind of like biohacker, health and wellness situation. He reads, he reads blogs, he listens to podcasts and he came home one day and asked me to start making vegan meals, like veggie only. He was a runner. He said, I think maybe it can make my time faster. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't, one, I don't know how to cook. Two, what the heck am I going to cook at this point, right? I'm a Southern girl. Well, you could just with you. cookies. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, that probably qualified. I was probably eating Girl Scout cookies, but I did notice just a sudden change after meals. It wasn't necessarily getting me to where I needed to be. I just felt a little different. Yeah. So I thought, you know Maybe food has something to do with it. So I'm going to workout classes. And one day I'm walking home from a workout. I'm drinking Premier Protein Shake, which I think a lot of you listening probably can relate that you're pounding protein after your workouts, right? But your workouts aren't actually working and you're 
you know, you, your endurance isn't getting better. You're not seeing your muscles being defined. You're not losing weight. Well, guess what? I was in the same boat. So I'm looking at my premier protein and I'm reading, you know, zero grams of sugar, 19 grams of protein. And then it dawned on me just to flip it over that day. And the ingredients were so tiny, I could barely read them. And after the third ingredient of like calcium carbonate, whatever, I realized I could no longer pronounce these ingredients, right? And what happened next was I, I tell people I felt my heart drop. I felt like the clouds turned gray and I felt betrayed, confused, and lied to. So what I did next was I ran home, immediately went in my kitchen, opened the refrigerator, opened the pantry, and I start reading everything. I'm looking at coffee cream or salad dressing, sweeteners, my baby's food, like you name it, I'm looking at it. And I started to realize all of these kind of weird ingredients I don't recognize and I can't pronounce, they, they're the same all over. It's, it's, it's basically all the same, right? It's a, it's a bank of words and they're everywhere. So that is what started my wake up mission. I would wake up every morning and I would go to a grocery and read the labels. And it took me months, if not years to figure out all the clean labels of every single, um, category. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I got the clean meat, got the clean protein, got the clean condiments, got the clean milk, all that. Once those pieces were figured out, all of a sudden I'm eating pasta, turkey sandwiches, ice cream, burritos. I mean, I could make any food that I loved clean. And once that happened, I was sleeping better, skin clearing up, no more shortness of breath. My endurance got better. The weight fell off within, I'd say, two weeks, just completely gone. And so then I thought, okay, all of a sudden, I'm the girl in the back of the workout class. I move myself to the front. I'm gaining confidence. Then I raise my hand. Hey, do you think I could try out to be an instructor? And Sherry and Jen, like, I was the worst at cardio, okay? The worst. Yeah. Like, you, no one would ever think they would see me in a cardio class. I started teaching spin classes. Women started coming up to me saying, what do you eat? What do you eat? And I'm like, oh, you know, I eat a turkey sandwich or we make meatloaf. We do tacos. We do hamburgers. And they're like, will you take me to the grocery store or will you come to my house and clean out my pantry? And once I did that, that is when Wake Up and Read the Labels was born. I started private coaching, then I did group coaching, then it's went into an online course. And here I am today. What I love about it is you're making swaps. You're not yeah. like giving up the foods you love, you know, like that weird bread that Chad bought. I'm not going to eat that bread. No. Right. You know, whatever. Eat your bread, Chad. I'm going to eat my bread. I'm eating Ezekiel bread. Clean ingredients. You know, it's safe. You know what's in it. And it's delicious. You know, I'm having the same great experience, but only better. The thing that I really like about what you just said is you are eating real food. Yep. I mean, you're just eating real food that people want to eat. Yeah, it's the way you eat burritos and hamburgers and be healthy. Sandwich, toast. Yeah. 
I tell people, you know, everybody knows the cleanest way to eat is fruits, vegetables, fish, and meat, right? Like the the outer aisle, they call it, the perimeter of the market, the farmer's market. Like, sure, nobody, that has no label. Right. But when you, when you want to eat your pizza or you want to make cookies or you want a waffle, you want a pancake, you want ice cream, you want sausage, I, I'm, I'm a condiment queen. Well, guess what? You got to know your labels because there are ethical companies out there coming onto the market using ingredients that our body can recognize and it works and it's how you keep keep this lifestyle up make it sustainable because i tell people when you can eat the foods you love you get to feel good absolutely can i share my new favorite salad dressing and you can tell me if it's good or not Uh yeah girl let's do it let's read the label mother raw love it great brand absolutely yes i am all right that's a great one. Mother Raw. Mother that's the raw. name. I've never heard of it. Sounds clean. Just we can we know that doesn't mean anything, but well, I have it pulled up here. Their ingredients are drum roll. Um, olive oil, mm-hmm. apple cider vinegar, hemp seeds, spices, veggies and herbs, and green banana flour, which threw me for a loop, but it's what they use to give it a creamy texture. Yeah, and, and that is it. It's beautiful. Free, soy and canola free, peanut and gluten free. And yep. uh, I was like, you know, you see something and you're like, well, that looks like it would be really healthy, but I bet it's disgusting. <laughs> so <laughs> good. But I, I was like, I almost bought two bottles and I'm like, no, I'm gonna start with one. They have like a garlic Caesar. It's very good. It's an incredible line. Yes, yeah. I agree. I and you know what? Too. Real food, like like those ingredients you just you just said, um, you start to taste the the actual flavors, and the food becomes alive. Yeah. It's like you know when you eat a homemade meal that grandma made from scratch, or you put the fresh herbs on there. If you're adding chives or dill, lemon, you start to taste all these different flavors as opposed to a lot of the things that we are usually eating and consuming have. So many, um, so many ingredients that it all just kind of tastes the same. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, like a, a regular bottled salad dressing from like the big name companies will taste disgusting after oh, yeah. if you've broken away from it for a while. Oh, it's like, it's like plastic. I and used to buy fat-free Catalina. I was, oh my God. I was a Dorothy Lynch. Uh, fat-free Dorothy Lynch back yeah. in the nineties, you know, back in the fat-free craze. I don't even want to know what's in it. I'm sure corn syrup. Yeah, was fat-free like Catalina. That was. I'm sure it was the worst, but it was like so sweet, and I bet I would really not like it now. I can't think of when I've had it. it. Yeah, um, one that gets people is the skinny girl dressings. Yeah, because that's I think so healthy, right? It's got to be good for you. Mm-hmm. And if no. you look. It's only five calories per serving, and it's called skinny. And it's like, no, run. Read the yeah. labels. Oh, the other one that's awful too is I think it's called Walton Farms or Walden Farms or something. Yes. Yeah. Full of junk. I remember that Sneaky. from my low, low calorie days, and people were always like using that one. Yeah. I mean, they'll see you guys listening. If you're reading your labels and you're looking at your salad dressings, you'll even see crazy things such as calcium, disodium, EDTA, or you'll see a cell. 
cellulose gel. Um, you'll see potassium sorbate. And so I like to ask people like, hey, do you want a plate of calcium disodium EDTA for Thanksgiving? You'd probably say no, right? So odds are like you're, if you don't recognize an ingredient, neither does your body. Right. So even like things that people think are healthy, like let's say almond milk. Yeah. Um, not all almond milks are created equal. Oh, you got that right. You know, there's so many options out there now. Yeah, I was going to say, so tell, like, tell the listeners, if you're wanting almond milk, what, what should be in your ingredient yeah. list? It should, yeah, almonds, water. And if you want to get fancy, let's throw in some salt. Um, if you're looking at a lot of brands out there, Silk, Blue Diamond, Calafia, there's a few of them, Oatly, things like that. I know that's oats, but um, you, you, there's like some stat, don't correct me here, but it's something along the lines of like 30% of people now are turning towards a dairy-free life. When you go to your doctor, even they are saying, hey, why don't you try to go dairy-free or a nutritionist or a dietitian go dairy-free. But what happens is you get a piece of paper that tells you to go dairy-free you walk into the grocery store. Maybe you forgot the paper on the passenger seat in your car, right? But you know dairy-free, or maybe you brought it in and that's all it says is dairy-free. And now you're looking at 20 different options of dairy-free milks. What's gonna what's going to attract you to buy it is probably the price, probably when it says unsweetened or zero yeah. grams of sugar. Some of them even get super creative and write carrageenan free. And most people don't even know what carrageenan is, but the fact that this weird word they don't know, it says it's free of it, it, it makes you believe that it's healthy. There are clean brands such as Three Trees, um, Malk is another one. Those are made, which is water, almonds, and, and salt, and that is it. And yeah. that truly is the difference in if you're pouring that into your coffee or in your smoothie, or maybe you're drinking, eating it with granola or cereal, something like that, changing out for a cleaner, nut-free milk is going to make you completely less bloated. It's going to give you more energy. It's going to help you not have to run to the bathroom. And it's also going to make you um, stay fuller longer and make it to lunch. I actually got a, a nut milk maker. It's called Nutter is the one that I have. And it's great. Do you have, have you heard of that one? I have almond cow, which is okay. very similar. Almond cow, I think lets you make more at a time where it's uh, the Nutter is smaller, but Nutter lets you make it hot if you want. So when it oh, was cold cool. here, I was making myself like a, in once my window was open, this is yeah. part of a fast, but I would make myself just cashew milk hot. After I'd already opened my window and I just needed a little something, cashews, water, I would throw in a few dates Perfect. and a, a little splash. Yes, I added either cinnamon or pumpkin spice. And I added, um, that was it, dates, a little spice, the nuts and the water, and that was it. And Ooh, it was delicious like and it made it hot, like I said. Yeah, you need to bottle that up, girl. I'm telling you what, and I could charge a lot of money for that. But the cashews were People so good. People would buy it. But it was because yeah. the reason I bought that is just like you said. You know, I would go to the grocery store and look at the... I did whole food plant-based for 60 days. And I was, of course, looking at the alternatives. And they were full of junk. Just yeah. like you said, especially where I live. You know, I live at the, the coast in the, the Myrtle Beach area. We're south of Myrtle Beach. But... Our grocery stores are very targeted to tourists and not people who are looking for, you know, like we don't have a Whole Foods. Health. We don't have. Yes. So it's a little trickier here. The the selection is not as as good. 
<laughs> let's yes. just say. Hey, and that's okay. Control the things you can control. Right. So you made a solution and that is amazing. But yes, everyone listening, all these sneaky ingredients in your almond milk is actually making you bloated yeah. and it's making you tired throughout your day and have more cravings. So I think that's also the best place for people to start reading the labels and switching out clean things is like, what are you doing consistently in the morning? Is it your tea? Is it your coffee? Is it your smoothie? Is it your breakfast? Make that clean and you'll notice a difference moving throughout your day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One thing yeah. at a time. That's the thing when, you know, when I wrote Cleanish, you know, my community, I'm an intermittent fasting person, right? And my books have all yep. been about intermittent fasting. Then I come out with Cleanish, which is now about, you know, food and <laughs> getting the chemicals out. And people were like, this is too much. I just can't do it. I can't do all this. I'm not going to do anything. And we don't want people to feel overwhelmed. You don't have to change everything at once just to change some important things. Like for me, coffee. I start my day with black coffee every single day. I make sure to buy organic coffee. Mm. Easy. Boom. One thing. Done. Right. Right. So, or like me, you know, like I make, I started making changes a while ago, but like one of the things for me that was really important was salad dressing. That's why I'm on this mission to find the best salad dressing. And let's face it, I can make my own salad dressing, but I like variety. When you make your own salad dressing, then you're stuck eating the same salad dressing until it's gone. Yeah. I like to have a few bottles going of different flavors. I eat a salad almost every day. So, but there's people out there that, you know, they want to eat their bread and they want to eat their pasta. What is there clean bread out there? Absolutely. I would check out Unbread, Susie's Base Culture, all made with simple ingredients, no preservatives, no inflammatory oils or flours. They're all ingredients your body can recognize. Where do you get Um, that? Um, look in your freezer section. Also, what you can do is go to baseculture.com, type in, you go to their store locator, type in your zip code, and it'll show you all the groceries near you that carry it. Um, otherwise, you could check out AWG. They will ship to your door. They're really good. It stands for air, water, grass. Another one, pasta. There's so many pasta options. There's Miracle Rice Pasta. There is Palmini noodles made from artichokes. Those are so good. They also make lasagna sheets. So if you want to do lasagna, do that. There's another brand called Capello's made with almond flour. Um, they have they have like a, what are they? Tortellini. They have spaghetti. They have linguine. Um, or is it linguine? How do you say that? Linguine is how I've always said it. it. Yeah. Okay. I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. I don't know if I say it right, but that's what I've always said. That's what us Southern girls say. (laughs) Um, So yeah, there's definitely bread. There's pasta. I tell people like that is, that's my, that is my kryptonite is bread. Like give me a warm loaf of bread. I also love the Susie's bread. If you take a pan and you spray some avocado oil on there or ghee, and get it nice and warm. Put your bread on there. Toast it both sides. Fabulous. You can top it with avocado. You can top it with clean jelly. Um, you can just eat it like bread and butter, however you want. Maybe some garlic. If you're eating your linguine, you could do that too. Now, you didn't mention Ezekiel bread. You're not a fan of Ezekiel bread? I'm not a fan of Ezekiel bread, and that's because it's pseudo grains. And generally speaking, when someone is turning to a clean eating lifestyle, I find that they probably have a leaky gut, which for listeners means the holes in your gut are big and it's allowing the toxins to seep through, right? So the objective is to get those holes 
really small. So only the nutrients go through. And so eliminating those pseudo grains is a really good thing. Now, when your gut is healed and you're not bloated, you're feeling good, reintroduce those things and see how you feel. That's a good tip. I I wondered why, because I was like, Ezekiel bread is so good. But yeah, Yeah. if if you've got trouble with leaky gut, you got other issues as well. So you got to heal the gut first so that you can tolerate. I I do great with all the grains and everything. So thank goodness. So I always think I do pretty well, but I'm looking at the ingredients in my cauliflower linguine I'm having tonight. Let's read the label, Sherry. What is it? Cauliflower powder, water, potato starch, tapioca starch, whole egg, egg white, and then we get to xanthan gum. What is that an avoider? Is that okay? So, so it's not terrible. And, and, and I mean, you're, you're on the life lessons podcast talking to Jen Stevens all day. So I imagine you are knowing what you're doing when it comes to eating food. Um, but I would say that xanthan gum is there to keep the ingredients together, right? Doesn't allow it to separate. So when you go to, um, to buy the dairy free milks, for example, they put the gums in there to keep it all from not allowing it to separate. Otherwise you'd have to shake it all the time. So real food acts like real food. Now you have to realize that you're also reading the label from top to bottom. The top is what you're eating the most of. The bottom is the least of. So if it's all clean, like I love tapioca starch, potato starch is okay as well. It's gluten-free. The xanthan gum at the end, it's at the end. So it's a little bit of it. It's again, what there's two more ingredients. Okay. What is it? Uh, one of them says it's a natural acidifier, glucano delta lactone. Yeah, I don't know if we want that. Okay. See, now I'm going to go look that up. Yeah. I'm going to go look that up and say, what is that? And then cognac. That's a root, right? Yeah. And it's like one of those things that I think they put in things that they're trying to be low carb, right? Because it like doesn't absorb or something. Is it a fiber? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Glue, what, how do you spell? spell? Tell me how you spell that glue one. It is G L U C O N O dash delta dash <laughs> what lactone. Oh, yeah. If it's got to <laughs> have like things that are not actually letters of the alphabet in there, I would say avoid it. Yeah, these hyphens. I went, oh, that sounds like a chemistry experiment. Exactly. But here's the thing. This is a food additive with the E number E575 used as an acidifier or curing. Um, we actually have an app coming out and it's going to have an ingredients glossary. So I was just looking to see like, yeah, it's going to tell you what the ingredient is and whether it's wake up approved or not. But I was like, I don't have that one in. Like, where did you even find that ingredient? So put that one in. So I got weird. Yes. And so that's a pasta. It's a cauliflower linguine. So I would say, here's another thing. If there is a cleaner swap in that category, by all means, like I would say X out that cauliflower deal and go get the Palmini one, a hundred percent or the Capellos one, because there's an option. But if you are on vacation and you're in the middle of nowhere and you're at this tiny grocery store and they only have that, well, guess what? You're probably going to have a clean meat. You're going to have a clean salad dressing. You're eating clean all the time. So like, let that slide. It's kind of this like 
this 80-20 rule that you just need to establish with yourself. Do the best you can with what when is you available can. on the shelf yes. at that store. That's exactly Yes, right. yeah, because but- for most people, they're not doing enough to see the progress. And so becoming aware and educated and doing those swaps will give them the progress they need. That's exactly what I do. Like, let's say I need some crackers. I love yep. crackers. I'm at the store. I'm looking at all the crackers. First, I'm looking for things that are organic may or may not even have organic down here where I live. And so I'm looking, you know, to see what, you know, non-GMO might be the next thing that I'm, if I can't find organic, I'm going to look for non-GMO. And it's just a matter of going down the scale. What I'm not going to buy is, you know, the, the chicken and a biscuit crackers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The worst I can think of. Don't don't buy those. (laughs) No, but I was going to say, don't buy the glucano delta lactone crackers. Probably not. And you know where you can find a lot of really good things? It's like in the deli section of the grocery store here. Like they'll have like an Italian cracker and it'll be just like wheat, yeast, water. I mean, it's salt and it's just very, very simple ingredients. A lot of the European brands, but you might not be on the cracker aisle. It's over there where they sell the cheeses. Sneaky. The fancy ones. It's like $8 for 10 crackers or something. Yeah. (laughs) But worth it if you feel good. Absolutely. And it's, you know, the European grains tend to be a little different than American grains in general. Oh, a hundred percent. So you eat pizza. Do you make your own pizza crust? Me? Yes. Absolutely not. But I have, I have. Um, answer. Yeah. Not making pizza crust. Mama Jen Smiley don't have time for that. Um, check out Simple Mills has a pizza in a box. So it's like mix. You can mix it together, flatten it out. Number one. Number two, Capello's has a clean pizza. If you're talking about clean-ish, then you can get into like the Rayo's brand right. is pretty good. Um, but for anti- is, um Almond, right? Do they do almond yep. flour? Yeah. Some of their crackers. It was the best option on my shelf at the place where I yes. was. The Simple Mills crackers have a delicious flavor. And I'm not grain free or yeah. anything, but they are so, so good. good. They're so I good. agree. Yeah. Um, and brand you're saying is Capelli's? Is that how you Capello's? C A P P E L L O S. Capello's. They have okay. pasta. They have um, pizza crust, really good. So I'll put some pesto on there. I love Seggiano. Or we'll do red sauce and whatever toppings you want. Another great alternative to make little personal size pizzas as well is Outer Isle. It's cauliflower, Parmesan cheese, and eggs. And you just put your toppings on there, pop it in the oven. I use that for my breakfast tacos. I use that for my deli meat sandwiches. I use that for taco night and also pizzas. So there's three options right there. Are you grain-free? I am. And you just feel better that way. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Because I do think the way grains are made here in America, the majority of them is promoting inflammation. And so in order to get that inflammation down, you have to get rid of those grains. And like I said, you can reintroduce the correct grains when you are ready but everybody is going to get their inflammation down. I mean, think about it. We see you could go to like Starbucks and get their egg white spinach tortilla, like breakfast sandwich, and there's flour in there, right? But people think they're being healthy because they're getting this spinach wrap. 
Um, and so it's just, it is in everything and it's everywhere. Canola oil, vegetable oil in these grains are they're in our, it's in our pasta. It's in our pizzas. It's in our burgers. It's in our, I mean, every menu in America, it's everywhere. And so there's a reason that inflammation and obesity are on the rise and it's directly correlated with the ingredients that we're all consuming every day. Talk about the the oils, the inflammatory oils for just a minute, yes. because that is one of the hardest things to avoid. To avoid. If you're so, unless you're making everything from scratch, you know whatever, it's yeah. really really hard to avoid those inflammatory oils. Yeah, it's also um, it's sneaky. I would say that's the number one thing that if people just eliminated the seed oils, and we're talking about peanut, corn, sunflower. Yes, your skinny pop. Um, we're also talking about canola oil, vegetable oil. What's happening? Yep. Safflower oil. These oils um, go through this heavy process using heavy chemicals and high heat to extract it and process it. And so what happens is the omega-6s, the omega-6 level gets raised and the omega-3, which is anti-inflammatory, that goes down. So everybody has this uneven balance. We have too many omega-6s here in the Western diet, and that's what's promoting inflammation. It's also why you can go out to eat and get grilled chicken, grilled fish, um, things, you know, just lightly baked, things like that. And you still, you wake up, your rings are tight, your eyes are swollen, you're bloated in the morning, you're running to the bathroom. It's because of the oils. So a way to get around that is when you go out to eat, make sure that you ask your waiter or waitress to cook your food in butter. Even if it's bad butter, it's going to be so much better than the seed oil butter or, or the seed oil. Yeah. I can remember going to Waffle House back in the day and they had this little dipper full of some kind of funky oh. oil and they would put it on the grill. I've not been to Waffle House in a long, long time. I used to love it. I loved it. But oh. that, that oil that they would put to, to put your hash browns on, that would make my, it makes my stomach hurt just to describe that. Oh yeah. It's like fuel. Oils basically. make my stomach hurt. For sure. And it takes a long time to get out of that. That funny story about Waffle House. My parents brought my kids to Waffle House the other day after their soccer practice. And they're like, mom, guess where we went? It's like confession when they get home. Yeah. I'm like, where'd you go? We went to Waffle House and I just looked at them and I said, well, what'd you think? And they were like, it was horrible. You should see what they put on the grill. And I just thought, okay, great. I must be doing a good job if you're recognizing. They're like, mom, this syrup was disgusting. Yeah. Like it's sweet. like real syrup. But I, yes. I, thought, I thought growing up my entire childhood that I did not like pancakes or syrup because I had not ever had real maple syrup. I just had that nonsense fake syrup. Well, that is what I don't like. I love maple syrup. <laughs> But I was like, I don't like pancakes. I don't like waffles. They're disgusting. It's yeah. like, my, I have like a super taster. I can taste those, blah, whatever's in there. Oh, yeah. Once you she taste the real deal. her own syrup growing up. Like, 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 like did she taste a tree? tree? Yeah. yeah. No, you, it, uh, was really, it was really sugar water. Oh, that's what she would. <laughs> yeah. Boil like a cup of sugar and a cup of water. A cup and of sugar and a cup of water. She made a simple syrup. Like she yes. made a simple syrup and then like she, you would you'd flavor it like, or you could put like blueberry juice in it instead of water and make blueberry syrup or what? Sounds like she's you making could, cocktails. You could put butter in it or whatever, but like she always made her own syrup because my dad did not like the thick, like, you know, Mrs. Butterworth syrup yeah. with the corn syrup in it. Yeah. Interesting. And, and she so would pour so it funny to this day. I still don't like syrup. 
She'd pour it on like a pancake. Uh-huh. But she didn't get like just regular maple, like real maple syrup. No. That's so funny. Listen, we were maple syrup is delicious. Well, I don't know if it was expensive back in the day. It is now. Oh, yeah. It is now. You're right. It's worth it. We never eat it now because we're never eating breakfast. Nobody ever eats it. So yeah. People are listening and they're like, okay, I really need to make some changes. First step, what would be, what would you say is the first number one most important step like that people should take? Or is it not unanimous across the board? Is no, I think, I think it's a, an, an approachable way to do it is go into your kitchen and see what you're consuming the most. Yes. Like, what are you doing every day? And so for most people, it is in their breakfast. Like I said, it's either their tea, their coffee. See if that is organic. Is it tested for mold and toxins? That way, when you drink your coffee, the reason you're getting jittery um, and something that could be leading to something else is because your coffee or your tea is not tested for mold and toxins. The next thing is your creamer, your sweetener. What is your sweetener? Is it refined? Is it high glycemic? Things like this. This is contributing to you getting more hungry throughout your day or becoming tired after you're consuming that. So reading those labels, understanding if yours is clean. Then next, I would move on to your breakfast, making sure that your breakfast is clean, whether that's eggs, you want pasture-raised. If it's sausage, making sure that it's pasture sausage and that there's you know only sweetened with maple syrup or something like that. Making sure you're ridding your body of those preservatives. That's a good place Do to start. Do you know start. how hard it is to find clean sausage? It is. Yeah. Well, number one, everything's got MSG in it. Yeah. And I'm very sensitive to it. I can tell immediately if I've had mm-hmm. it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have stood there and read six different little things of sausage and I'm like, I can't eat any of that. Yeah. yeah. So where I thought about getting a grinder to make my own. <laughs> just like mama made her syrup, right? I like it. Wait, but here's the thing. It is overwhelming. And if you don't actually know what you're looking for or you don't know what to avoid, you can feel defeated. So I want people to know that here at Wake Up and Read the Labels, we've done the research, we've helped thousands of people, and we have quick guides, quick apps that help you find the clean sausage, find clean milk, find the clean deli meat so that you don't have to like read the actual the labels and you don't have to do the research like we've done it for you that's that's, that's awesome. really that is that is important because people don't want to yeah. work that hard you know you want to no, want it it's to be easy it's yes. you're starting from ground zero of everything you start reading the labels and everything is like funky yeah you have to, like, to be honest though i still think it's easier to just eat clean then to try to figure out what diet you're supposed to follow. I agree with that. Oh, yeah. Just eat that. real food. Yeah. That's all you got to do. If you look back a hundred years ago, your grandma, great grandma, whoever they were, they were not having IBS. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know. I'd like to know when the first reported case of Crohn's came. Um but you know, kids and kids having food allergies. Yeah, kids weren't getting diagnosed with adult diseases. Right. I say right. Someone was on my podcast, I think it was John David from Outer Isle. And she says, you know, we used to live long, die short. Like you would die from cardiac arrest, old age, something like that trauma. Now we live short and we die long. Like we're with all these different diseases and our food has changed. There used to be 10,000 grocery items on the food aisles. And now there's over 50,000 in just 25 years. So it's, it's, it's out of control. Um, the food industry is, it's something. And so us consumers have to, we have to, you know, 
We have to stand together. We have to educate each other. And you have to just understand how to overcome the food industry. Because if you don't, you're going to be stuck in that trap. And it's so much better than it was, I have to say. Back when my boys were little, and I talk about in Cleanish, how I had to you know, change everything. Because one of my sons couldn't do artificial flavors, artificial colors, preservatives. Yeah. There, was, there was nothing in the regular grocery stores. I mean, and I, when I say it's better than it was, I'm talking about 2023 is better than 2003. In 20 right. years, Absolutely. there's we, had to, we could only find the things we needed by going over an hour to a Whole Foods. And that, that was what we had to do. But now every grocery store has organic options, better options. Like you could get organic sour cream, for example, that people are probably like, what? They can't, but you could not get organic sour cream in a regular grocery store in 2002. Which, you know what? That, that sends me on a, a rabbit hole with organic. You say somebody once told me, why do farmers who practice organic ways, why do they have to go pay extra money, get all these certifications for organic? Why can't we call organic food food and just label the rest as poison? Yeah. Because it's just, it's like, why, why does this organic practice exist? And then you get into the glyphosate and the whole, you know, that's a whole nother scale of eating clean. At this point, I don't want people to get overwhelmed. Do what you're doing now, make it clean. And then as you become an evolved clean either, that's when you start cleaning up your supplements, your skincare, your makeup, and really diving into organic and things like that. So, Absolutely. So how can people find you? How can they uh-huh. connect with you? Yes. Follow me on all social media platforms and my podcast as well. It's called Wake Up and Read the Labels. Also, for those listening, you can go to freemorningguide.com to discover three common foods that are killing your energy and ruining your day. Awesome. Right. Well, Jen, it has been really great to have you here on our show. I loved being on your show as well. And I hope listeners will look you up because it's not overwhelming. Step by step, we can wake up and read the labels. Yes, I love it. I love both of y'all's energy. Y'all are great and amazing people doing amazing things for everyone. So thank you so much. Now it's time for our listener-led lesson. Today's listener-led lesson comes from Bethany. She wrote, Episode 109 of the podcast was really good. Towards the end, the issue of women having a career and basically another full-time job at home managing a family and household came up. For others like me who find yourself having it all and also being crushed by the weight of it all, there is another way. There is hope. The book Fair Play and the Fair Play Method of Partnering with Your Spouse has changed our lives. I highly recommend it. All right, so that was called Fair Play and the fair play method of partnering with your spouse. She also says, Laura Danger gives great context and perspective in short reels on Insta at Laura Danger, which is at that darn chat. And I actually put a link to that book in show notes if anybody's interested in checking it out. Perfect. So my favorite part of the show is at the end when we share a motivational quote from a listener. Today's quote comes from Judy from Michigan. Each of our lives are filled with challenges, changes, fulfillment, surprises, and both ups and downs. They are ours to do with what we wish each and every day. When we are confused or when we take a wrong turn, we may need some help working through the muddle to get back on track. It is during these times, especially, that we must believe in ourselves and trust that we can indeed do what we set out to do. Are you having a difficult day? 
It is said that failure is a dress rehearsal for success. Although more painful, failure is the better teacher. So if you fall, get up and try again and again and again and again. Not every day will be easy. Remember this. So believe in yourself and lean on others. And the quote is, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. And that is something that Dolly Parton said. I love that quote. And I love Dolly Parton. She is just a gem. Thank you so much for joining us today. We would love to have you join us in the private Life Lessons VIP community. Go to lifelessonscommunity.com slash VIP to become a VIP podcast supporter. Your membership ensures that we can keep bringing you episodes of the Life Lessons podcast each week. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. Reviews really do help us reach new listeners. We're a community-driven podcast, and here's how you can be a part of our show each week. Do you have a story to share for our good news segment, a listener-led lesson, or a motivational quote that means something to you? Or do you have an area of expertise that you would like to share as our featured guest for the week as we present our weekly life lesson? Email us at connect at lifelessonscommunity.com or use the link in show notes and then listen each week to hear your story or tip. Until next week, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.